It won't be quite as sad as standing on some street corner dressed as a french fry. I'm trying to look on the bright side. I arrived in New York three weeks ago with high hopes, hopes that have been challenged. In my imagination, I'd go straight from Penn Station to the offices of One Life to Live, where I would drop off my bags and spruce up before heading off for drinks with Cord Roberts and Victoria Buchanan, the show's greatest stars. We'd sit in a plush booth at a Tony cocktail lounge, where my new celebrity friends would lift their frosty glasses in my direction and say, A toast to David Sedaris, the best writer this show has ever had. I'd say, You guys, cut it out. It was my plan to act modest. People at surrounding tables would stare at us, whispering, Isn't that? Isn't that? I might be distracted by their enthusiasm, and Victoria Buchanan would lay her hand over mine and tell me that I'd better get used to being the center of the attention. But instead, I am applying for a job as an elf. Even worse than applying is a very real possibility that I will not be hired, that I couldn't even find work as an elf. That's when you know you're a failure. This afternoon, I sat on the 8th floor Santa Land office and was told, Congratulations, Mr. Sedaris, you are an elf. In order to become an elf, I filled out ten pages worth of forms, took a multiple-choice personality test, underwent two interviews, and submitted urine for a drug test. The first interview was general, designed to eliminate the obvious sociopaths. During the second interview, we were asked why we wanted to be elves. This is always a problem question. I listened as the woman ahead of me, a former waitress, answered the question saying, I really want to be an elf because I think it's about acting. And before this, I worked in a restaurant, which is run by this really wonderful woman who had a dream to open a restaurant. And it made me realize that it's really, really important to have a dream. Everything this woman said, every phrase and sentence, was punctuated with a question mark, and the interviewer never raised an eyebrow. When it was my turn, I explained that I wanted to be an elf because it was one of the most frightening career opportunities I had ever come across. The interviewer raised her face from my application and said, And? I'm certain that I failed my drug test. My urine had roaches and stems floating in it, but still they hired me because I'm short. Five feet, five inches. Almost everyone they hired is short. One is a dwarf. After the second interview, I was brought into the manager's office where I was shown a floor plan. On a busy day, 22,000 people come to visit Santa, and I was told that it is an elf's lot to remain merry in the face of torment and adversity. I promise to keep that in mind. I spent my eight-hour day with fifty elves and one perky, well-meaning instructor in an enormous Macy's classroom, the walls of which were lined with NCR 2152s. A 2152, I have come to understand, is a cash register. The class was broken up into study groups and given assignments. My group included several returning elves and a few experienced cashiers who tried helping me by saying things like, don't you even know your personal ID code? Jesus, I had mine memorized by ten o'clock. Everything about the cash register intimidates me. Each procedure involves a series of codes, separate numbers for cash, checks, and each type of credit card. The term 
void has gained prominence as the filthiest four-letter word in my vocabulary. Voids are a nightmare of paperwork and coded numbers, everything produced in triplicate and initialed by the employee and his supervisor. Leaving the building tonight, I could not shake the mental picture of myself being stoned to death by restless, angry customers, their nerves shattered by my complete lack of skill. I tell myself that I will simply pry open my register and accept anything they want to give me. Beads, cash, watches, whatever. I'll negotiate and swap. I'll stomp their credit card through the masher, write, Nice knowing you, along the bottom of the slip and leave it at that. All we sell in Santa Land are photos. People sit upon Santa's lap and pose for a picture. The photo elf hands them a slip of paper with a number printed along the top. The form is filled out by another elf, and the picture arrives by mail weeks later. So really, all we sell is the idea of a picture. One idea costs nine dollars. Three ideas costs eighteen. My worst nightmare involves twenty-two thousand people a day standing before my register. I won't always be a cashier, just once in a while. The worst part is that after I've accumulated three hundred dollars, I have to remove two hundred, fill out half a dozen forms, and run the envelope of cash to the drop in the china department or to the vault on the balcony above the first floor. I'm not allowed to change my clothes beforehand. I have to go dressed as an elf. An elf in Santa Land is one thing. An elf in sportswear is something else altogether. This afternoon we were given presentations and speeches in a windowless conference room crowded with desks and plastic chairs. We were told that during the second week of December, 